Welcome everybody Talk Radio, Seattle's Tiny House Village, and women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing: share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talent, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is the female solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Welcome, welcome to Female Solution, Blog Talk Radio, and to the Atta's Tiny House Village. Yes, we love our global family. That's why we greet them before the show and after the show. There's nothing but love, love, love coming out of here. My heart to all my global friends and family on Facebook, YouTube. That's why we are promoting a boot camp for peace on my YouTube channel. Uh, my partner and I just did another video yesterday about, um, well, it's actually about baby boomers need forgiveness. I should, I need to change the title on that YouTube, but yesterday, it's up on, on my YouTube channel. Baby boomers need forgiveness. Why? Because we were really kind of ignorant about raising our children in a conscious way. So we did a very short video, 30 minutes, I think, on baby boomers need forgiveness. So I hope you'll watch that. But for now, you're here to do some joint rolling. If you're up this early, you need to move your body. Move your body. That's what we do here. And we're all about prevention here in uh, Viada's um, tiny house village. And for this show, health and well-being with Viada every Friday morning, 
We come to you first and foremost about building this strength in this body with your lymphatic system. Joint rolling helps to lubricate your joints, all of them, all of them. That's what we do first thing Friday morning, lubricate our joints because we want our lymphatic system to work better, to drain all the toxins that we breathe in, breathe in. I, I heard um, uh, Latita Jackson, I think her name is, she's the daughter of Jesse Jackson. Her show comes on really early in the morning, and I open up my phone, and there she is on Facebook. So I listened to her for about five minutes, and uh, she has a doctor telling her about the bad air on airplanes and and how you need to mask up on airplanes. And Latita, I think her name, Jackson, said, well, oh, yeah, I wear about two masks on the airplane. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Don't do that. It's not necessary. I've been on riding, flying airplanes for 40 years because I was married to a man who worked major airline, and we flew all over the place. You know where we got our sickest was on the ground in China. That's spending nine days in China. We got really sick because the air was so polluted. But in an airplane, this is just one tip for those of you who may be flying a lot. Take lemon oil with you on every time you travel. Make sure you get some lemon essential oil. Or if you got some lemons on the plane, get those. And take that lemon oil and just put a dab under your nose before you get on the plane. And it smells wonderful. And that keeps the germs down from from entering the body. Or once they hit the nose, the lemon oil dissolves them, basically. We don't want to do any more masking. That does not help us at all. So there's plenty of research on the masking part. So do your homework. But for now, let's just get our body uh, built up so it will work for you if you've been uh, listening to uh, Health and Well-Being with Beata, you know your microbiome down here around your navel, your gut, your colon area holds trillions, trillions of microbes and bacteria and all that. That's your army. You get on a plane, just talk to your, your microbiome and strengthen it before you get on the plane with some good foods and, and thoughts. And that army will protect you from all the little germs floating around in the ecosystem, which is where we all live. So please, please don't be don't be bringing the mask out too quickly. Uh, you can do some lemon oil, and here let's build up our lymphatic system. We're going to build up our immune system and improve our circulation in the next six minutes. You're going to be doing enough work in on this body to help you resist any kind of germs and then just stay off the sugar. I know it's Halloween and the candy's out there in front of your face, but resist, resist, resist if you can because that's going to weaken your system. So here we are. Let's do our favorite music this time in the morning is Time for Healing by the Sounds of Blackness. I love this music because uh, it's just so current, so relevant to the times we live in, time for healing, world's gone insane, but love, love is the cure. So we start out uh, rolling our neck around, to roll, not, I always say that, rolling our head around in both directions and 
Then we go to our shoulders, back and forward and back. And we do a little swimming in the sea of energy. And then we get on our back and kick up those legs and do our ankles and wrists, our toes and everything, and our elbows, knees, hips. And I'm going to show you two ways to get this, these joints lubricated. In case you struggle with the rolling, there's another alternative way to build up your lymphatic system, improve your circulation, and um, build your immune system. All right, so let's get busy because we got a lot to talk about. We're here to heal the loneliness epidemic. Yes, I, I had no idea there was a loneliness epidemic, but YouTube always informs me on my the ones I watch. They're very informative and entertaining. So let's do time for healing. Let's get some breathing in. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. And exhale. Inhale. Inhale through the nose. Inhale through the nose. And exhale through the nose or mouth, whichever feels best for you. Inhale, inhale, inhale through the nose and exhale. And this is what you want to be doing throughout the joint roll. You want to keep inhaling and exhaling to move the fluids, the, the breath, the oxygen, moving the fluids around in our body. So let's go. It's time for healing. Pain is a sickness that is hard to cover. 
with some vagus nerve stimulation. Rub those hands together. Heat up, heat up, get the heat flowing. Heat, 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 heat flowing. And let's bring the hands to the back of the neck. Squeeze and release. Breathe in, squeeze and release. Squeeze and release. Loving our beautiful selves 
squeeze a squeeze massage around that back. That vagus nerve is a pathway from the brain to the gut, communicating your needs. Whatever your little brain is thinking, it's going to send to your gut. So make sure you're sending loving thoughts. And let's just pat down our shoulder and our arms. Our skin is the largest external organ on the body. It needs some love. It needs touching to work its best. So let's just tap under the arm, get your lymphatic system moving under the arm. Lymphatic uh, glands are everywhere. Chest, this is your thymus gland here. Get that moving. Tap, tap, tap. Immune system booster right here. Just tap, tap, tap. Always, always give your breath some taps and massage. Squeeze, 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 because they can get clogged, as you know. But if you're touching and loving on them, less likely that any problems will show up there. And then let's go down around the navel. Let's tap, tap, tap around the navel. That's your army down there. Love you. Thank you, Microbiome, for help protecting me. Give it a pat and a massage. And then lastly, let's just go back to the kidneys and the adrenal glands. Give them a nice tap right here. Your adrenal glands and kidneys are right in here. Massage on them. Get them happy, happy, happy kidneys. And the adrenal glands means less pain and inflammation in your body. Woohoo! All right. We have given ourselves a full workout massage this morning. So we're going to move now to the studio. I'm going to give you a view of my ceiling, my beautiful ceiling fan and plants. In fact, I think I'm going to turn the fan off. It's a little cooler here in Florida in the morning at least. But during the day, we're in the 80s. My favorite time of year in Florida is Right now, 80s during the day and cooler at night so I can open my windows and get fresh air. Wherever you are, wherever you are, try and open those windows at night and get some fresh air flowing while you're sleeping. So thank you for joining me this morning. We're going to talk about loneliness. I had didn't have really a clue until yesterday that uh, we had an epidemic, a new health crisis. So I'm going to bring in this morning um, Patrick Ben-David. He is an amazing YouTuber uh, that I listen to. He has over 6 million subscribers. I'm only, I'm not even there. Don't know if I ever will be there. But this guy uh, is very informative. He's an amazing uh, interviewer. And he's going to help us uh, understand. Let's see how to become. He's going to help us over understand, understand why we have an epidemic of um, an epidemic of loneliness. Uh, and I think once you hear him, you'll love him. You might want to go and subscribe uh, to his channel. Uh, because he's just so informative and amazing. So it's called The Loneliness Epidemic, and his name is Patrick 
Ben David. Patrick Bet David, okay. If your dog sleeps with you, the crow. We're going to play that for you. We're going to show you uh, his teaching on YouTube, and I also play it in the studio just in case something goes wrong. I like to double up on the, the information. So uh, let's see. And thank you so much for being here because even if you're not lonely, you can bet there's people in your life. I don't have very many people who express being lonely. But for those of my friends who are expressing loneliness, feeling loneliness, this is for you. We're going to heal that today if you want. If you want, we can heal it. Um, so let's listen to David Patrick Bet-David. He's a handsome man, very informed. He's from Iran. He was born in Iran. Uh, he experienced a lot of the horror of war during his childhood, moved his family to um, the United States, or his family moved to the United States, and now he's a millionaire because he worked hard to build his, he went to the, he was in the military in the United States, worked hard to build uh, an empire, basically, for his family. Lives right here in Florida, and he, as I said, Patrick has 6 million view subscribers on his YouTube channel because he's good at what he does. He interviews all kinds of people that you come away from his shows very informed and somewhat entertained. So let's listen to him break down the epidemic of loneliness. You know, there's one epidemic that gradually over the years has come up and creeped up on us and all of a sudden, boom, during COVID, it amplified and everybody's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? To the point where the U.S. Surgeon General declared a loneliness epidemic and said, ready? That loneliness can be as damaging to a person's health as smoking and they even tied a number to it. Here's a number. They said being alone, this was a study published in the journal PLOS, Medicine Loneliness has such far-reaching consequences that the health impact is comparable to smoking up to 15 cigarettes per day. And by the way, according to CDC, you know how many people died last year from smoking in the U.S.? 480,000. According to World Health Organization, you know how many people died last year worldwide? 8 million. Loneliness, cigarettes, 15, boom. 480 U.S., 8 million. Are you kidding me? And then when you see the charts, some of the data that we have, is it affecting men, women, generation, school, and during COVID, everything was social distance. Kids don't go to school. Stay away from people for three weeks if you got COVID and work from home because it's what we got to do. Isolation, 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 loneliness, loneliness, loneliness. And then they tell us this. Why weren't you saying this three years ago? We're going to talk about that today. All right, if you give value to this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Let's get right into it and let's look at a chart. Take a look at this chart here. This is from U.S. Census Bureau and look what this means. This is a number of single person households in the U.S. from 1960 to 2022. Now watch this. Go to 1960. You'll notice that blue, that number is roughly 7 million single person households in America. Look where it's at today. Roughly today, 37, 38 million people. Now you may say, well, Pat, I mean, the population's gotten bigger, so isn't this supposed to increase? Totally fair. We looked at the population in the U.S. in 1960. You know what it was? 179 million people. You know what it is today? 340 million people. You know how much of an increase that is? Roughly 90%. But watch this. In 1960, single-person households was 7 million. Today, it's 38 million. You know how big of an increase that is? 400. 
and 42%, meaning population increased 90%, loneliness increased 442%. And why is that? Why did this all of a sudden start happening? By the way, some of the numbers tell us that over 50% of U.S. adults report feeling lonely. And loneliness today is associated with an increased risk of heart disease, depression, and cognitive decline. Now, let's, let's look at generation to see which one feels the loneliest. According to Statista, 61% of all U.S. adults reported feeling lonely, which is up 7% from last year, and if you look at generations here, women, 45%, men, 46 so it's not like men is astronomically more than women, it's about the same 45, 46, boomers 50, millennials 71, but look at Gen Z, 79% of Gen Z feels lonely, and guess who's mostly on their phones like this, boomers or Gen Z, Gen Z, this is part of the loneliness epidemic. And by the way, you know what's crazy about everything I just said? This chart we just looked at, this is a 2019 chart. What do you think it looks like for 2023? Off the charts. The statista doesn't have the numbers for 2023. But let's continue. As of 2022, Pew Research Center found 30% of U.S. adults are neither married, living with a partner, nor engaged in a committed relationship. That means one third. Next, nearly half of young adults are single, 34% of women and a whopping 63% of men. You may say, Pat, same age group. How's 34% women, but 63% men? Because women rarely date a man same age. They date the next generation or an older man. So men are sticking around saying, hey, who can I date? There's not a lot of inventory for me to date. 63% of men, young adults are single. Okay, so if you're watching this and you're one of the 61% of U.S. adults that are feeling lonely, it's probably a good idea for you to talk to somebody. But sometimes you feel embarrassed to go to a therapist physically waiting in the waiting room and other people are coming and seeing your coworker. Oh, Larry, what are you doing? You're like, I don't want to go to a place like that. What if they find me? That's why today's sponsor is BetterHelp. Here's what BetterHelp does. BetterHelp can match you to one of their 30,000 therapists in their network, which gives you access to a wider range of expertise than may be available in your area. With BetterHelp, you can have your therapy sessions as a phone call, as a video chat or even messaging if you prefer that whatever is the most comfortable version of therapy for you to get started all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs and then you'll get matched with your therapist in most cases within 48 hours or less you'll be able to schedule your sessions at a time that's convenient for you if you get matched with a therapist that you don't like and it's not a good fit no problem they'll replace the therapist for you at no additional cost over 4 million people have used BetterHelp to start living a healthier, happier life. So go to our sponsor, betterhelp.com forward slash valuetainment to receive a 10% discount off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp and get matched with a therapist who will listen and help you. Now, now what typically happens when somebody is lonely? If somebody is lonely, you got a lot of time on your hands. If you have a lot of time on your hands, what do you start doing? You either start living in the future, which produces anxiety, or you start living in the past, which causes depression. Most people live where? In the past, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have broken up with her. I should have talked to her. I don't know why that happened. That's because it was raised this way. It was my mom's fault. It was my dad's fault. It's my brother's, my sister's fault. Depression, depression, depression. So is there a correlation between loneliness and being depressed? When you have people around, you don't have time to be depressed. You're occupied with conversations, with relationships. Watch the data here. Rising trends, lifetime and current depression rates. Look what this says here. So if you look at the green line right there, that's percentage lifetime depression. And the dark blue line is current depression, okay? So let's look at the green, the light green. 19.6% in 2015. It's where now, look when COVID hit, it went up and hasn't slowed down at 29%, a 10% increase in eight years. And if we look at the current depression, it was at 10.5% in 2015. It's at 17.8%. That's an increase of 70% 
in eight years of depression. So we wanted to break this down to see who is it, women, men, age category. If you look at this one chart here from a study done by Survey Center on American Life, you'll notice young women most likely to report losing touch with friends during the pandemic more than others. So look at the dark blue that's lost touch with most of my friends. Light blue is lost touch with a few of my friends and green is remained in regular contact. And it shows male, female age category, 18 to 29. They lost touch with most of my friends, 9%, 9 out of 100, a few of my friends, 43, and then it's 46 remaining in regular contact. So men, and if you go older, the older generation remained, they didn't really lose that much of touch. It's mainly the younger, but look at the female 18 to 29 bracket right there. Lost touch with most of my friends, 16. Lost touch with a few of my friends, 43. Remained in regular contact, 40. Lowest bracket. So women 18 to 29 during COVID lost the most contact with their friends. So then the next bracket here talks about young men relying more on parents for personal support. So this shows, if you look at the colors at the top, blue is a friend, green is spouse or partner, pink is parents, then it's children, a sibling, other family members, others, and then refused. Look at all Americans. It shows 16 out of 100, a friend, they seek to for support. Spouse was 53 out of 100, which is the highest one for all Americans, and he got the rest. But if you look at young men, ages 18 to 29, look at their biggest support. This pink. Pink is what? Parents. So parents for them, they rely a lot on their parents for support. Now let's look at the next one. The number of close friendships that Americans have has declined over the past decades. Watch this. To make this sense, this is out of 100. So if you look at 2021, where it says 12, 1990, it says three. What this means is in 2021, when asked how many people have close relationships, 12 people said, none. I don't have any close relationships. Where in 1990, 31 years ago, it used to be three. So it's four wrecks in 31 years. Today, it's seven people say that. 1990 was four, and then 39, 17, 11, 11, and eight, go all the way down to 10 or more. Today, 2021, only 13 people said they have 10 or more close friendships. Back in 1990, was 33 or more. And back in 1990, there was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, there was no TikTok, there was no Snapchat, maybe, maybe AOL chat, but we had more close relationships with people than today. What does that say? Now, someone may be watching and saying, well, Pat, are you kidding me? Do I really want to have more than 33 close relationships? That must be such a headache. You know, I've even heard you, Pat, say, you know, you don't need more than five best friends. And why would I want to have 33? This is not about 33 best friends. It's close relationship and context. So does data prove that people who have more friendships, more relationships are happier, more satisfied? Let's take a look. Same study. Americans with more friends report greater satisfaction with how many they have. Look at this. None, 12 completely satisfied. Most of them are not satisfied at all. Then one friend is 15, then go all the way down to 10 or plus friends. Look how many surveyed out of 100. 31 said they're completely satisfied. 44 said they're very satisfied, which means 75 out of 100 who have 10 or plus friends are completely satisfied or very satisfied versus the ones that don't have any, only 29 out of 100 are satisfied. This is an issue that we see here. All right, so this next one here, uh, men, hang tight, because by the time this is over with, you're going you're gonna to kind of think about whether it applies to you or not. So brace for impact. Women receive more emotional support from their friends, okay? So watch this. Blue, pink. Thank God in this article, blue is for men, pink is for women. So, so let's kind of break this down. 21 men receive emotional support from a friend versus 41 women. Told a friend you love them. Only 25 men versus 49 women. 
Shared personal feelings or problems with a friend. Men, 30. Women, 48. Women are willing to give more emotional support, talk to them about issues they're going through than men. Men kind of keep it to themselves. They don't talk to other men about the issues they're dealing with. That's also an issue. Now, this next one is for best friends. So a question for you, how many best friends do you have? I know a lot of times we have different names for best friends. Homie, pal, brother, dude, BFF, bestie, forever friend, pal, chum, sister, ride or die, sport, buster, day one, running mate, no matter what it is. Let's see if we have more best friends today than we did a couple decades ago. If you look at this here from 1990 to 2021, in 1990, 75 out of 100 say they have a best friend. Today, 59. 16 less than 30 years ago. So now, why are all these things happening according to the Surgeon General? Here's what they say. According to the Surgeon General, we become more mobile. People move away from home at higher frequencies and communities become more fragmented. Less people live in an extended family environment. Less participation in community activities. And they even had a study with technology. Watch this one here. In a U.S.-based study, participants who reported using social media for more than two hours a day had about double the odds of reporting increased perceptions of social isolation compared to those who use social media for less than 30 minutes a day. So more of this, you're more isolated. Less of this, the less you're isolated. Let's unpack some of the examples of technology harm. So one, displaces in-person engagement, okay? Monopolizes our attention, reduces the quality of our interactions, diminishes our self-esteem, fear of missing out, conflict, reduce social connection. And by the way, just to be very honest with you, the more we're also consuming stuff on the phone, what, what are you really thinking about? What are you seeing? It's all crisis, bad news. Did you see what happened? Did you see this video? Oh my God, watch what happened here, watch what happened there. And then all of a sudden you're 62 years old and you're saying, what, what happened to my kids? What happened to my friendships, my relationships? Oh, wow. That went by pretty quick. Yeah. And by the way, here's also the problem. It also depends what type of content you're consuming. So if you're most of the content on the internet or social media is what? It's bad. It's negative. It's fear porn. It's death. It's end of the world. We're going to do this. And then some content you have, you're like, wow, what about my life? What about my dreams? What about what's going to happen to me? There's also consequence of negative content you're consuming versus positive. Unfortunately, most of what's online today is negative. I want you to see this here from the office of the U.S. Surgeon General when it comes down to the national trends for social connection. Look at it from 2003 to 2020. Time spent alone increased while time spent on in-person social engagement decreased. So take a look at this. Social isolation, top left, an increase of 24 hours per month. Look at the spike from 2003 to 2020. Go to household family social engagement, decrease, a decrease of five hours per month. Companionship, a decrease of 14 hours per month. Social engagement with friends is down 20 hours per month. Non-household family social engagement, down six and a half hours. Social engagement with others, minus 10 hours. Obviously, everything that has to do with interacting with people has gone down. Everything that has to do with interacting with a phone or a technology has gone up. So we just kept talking about the problem, 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 lonely, depressing. You're probably sitting there saying, oh, my God, I feel like I am depressed. But I, I don't know. Am I, am I sick? Am I going through something? If you are, great. We got some solutions for you. If you're not, be aware of it and share this with others. Here's what I would tell you. A few things that was very concerning for me was stay away from people for 21 days during COVID. No problem. Kids stay home. Don't go play with kids for a year and a half. Okay, no problem. Number three, work from home. You don't need to go to work to be around other people. Uh, okay, no problem. You can't go to church. Churches are closed in many different states. What do you mean? Can't go to church because you guys are going to be. That's where I used to go to, to be around other people, to also feel like there's, there's some faith, there's, there's some hope that things are going to be okay. No, no, you can't do that. Everything that we wanted to do to be around others was 
because no, you can't do it. So now the consequences are out and yeah, well, you know what? I fully believe in working from home. It's actually not healthy for you to work from home. You're better off being around other people to build relationships, especially if you're single, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a boyfriend. Most people meet their spouse, the person they marry at college, at church, through a friend, at a bar, at work, but they meet them going to a place where other people are also there. By the way, you may say, no, I met mine online. Percentages are against meeting online. It's better to meet people at work that other people also know the history of that person. Then you go to online and you don't have a clue who they were in the past. You have to take their word for it. You don't even know they went on 73 Tinder dates the last two months. And you're the 74th one. Yes, you. You're the 74th one watching and saying, how the hell do I know what their background is? That's the part about being around others. By the way, for about seven and a half years, I was in a company where most of the leaders at the top were Mormon. And I learned a lot from this religion. I'm not a Mormon myself, but Latter-day Saints, I started studying what they were doing, you know, Gordon B. Hinckley and all this stuff, their books, all the stuff I was going through. They had something called family night on Monday nights where they would play games, Uno, Monopoly, cards, whatever it was. And that was a topic of discussion. Father would come home, mom would come home, they would play games. And then it was also an opportunity to talk about God with their kids. But it was a tradition. You don't have to do it Monday night. It could be Saturday night. It could be Friday night. It could be a tradition you create with your family to get everyone to get together. Here's another basic skill. Okay, when you go in the elevator, when you're around people, when you see somebody around you. Don't just stand and go like this. Actually look at them and say, oh, hey, how are you? Good. Good. They, that's what they're going to do to you. You're going to be like, he's going to say, how are you? Good. You say, oh, I like your shirt. I like your hand. Where are you from? Start a conversation. You impose. You ask the question. Don't wait for them to do it to you. Start a conversation. Guess what? The reason why they act like they don't want to talk to you is because they've been programmed like that a few years. But when you start, they're like, oh, wow. And I used to people wanting to talk to me. Nowadays, no one wants to talk to me. They're just on their phones. You break the ice. You start the conversation. You go be around communities, whether it's at workplace and you're going there getting coffee or getting a drink or getting water. Start conversations with others. Even if it's a basic, innocent conversation of where are you from? Another great place to meet people is go to the gym. Go work out. Go lift weights. Go offer to spot. Go offer to help. But go to the gym work out, meet people there, take yoga classes, take whatever kind of, you know, spin, anything it is to be around other people. It is on you to make sure you're on other people. It starts with you. And by the way, based on all the study that we're talking about here, whether it's around being around other people, exercising, going to church, faith, hope, conversation, camaraderie, it is healthy for your mental health. It's healthy for your state. People who have some of the biggest confidence have people that back them up, friends and relationships. Although, all these stats are true. This doesn't mean you have to buy into this way of living. That's the stats, and you don't have to be a statistic. If you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And if you've not seen the video I did on childless women, you must watch this. The stats are staggering. Click here to watch that. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye. All right. Woo! Woo! Take a deep breath. That was a lot of information, but I got everything I needed to know about healing the loneliness epidemic in America from that. How about you? What did you get out of that information? That was a, to me, that was a great um, example of edutainment that Bruce Lipton talks about these days. Edutainment. We got educated with statistics, uh, uh, Generation Z, Generation X, uh, 62-year-olds. Uh, Tinder date, all of that. We got it all. And he's very entertaining to me because he's good looking and he really knows how to give great examples on life. So what did you get out of that? If you have a question or comment, press one in the studio 
or if you're in uh, YouTube land, uh, make a comment or Facebook Live. Uh, I'm here in the studio for all three of those platforms. So we're going to take a break. We're past you on our break. When we come back, I want to help you with some tapping. You are, in fact, feeling a little lonely or depressed. I'm going to give you some tapping to do to help your meridians release, let go of some of the things he talked about, uh, being in the past regretting the past, that kind of thing, or worrying about the future. We're going to tap on that a little bit for you to use in those moments because as he, as Patrick mentioned, so many people on their phones, and that is part of the problem of loneliness. We're not interacting with people and having conversations and discussions. We're on this damn phone all the time being mesmerized, hypnotized, and put into depression sometimes because of what comes through that phone. So let's take a break. Take a deep breath while you're we're on the break. Process all that. If you were listening, what did you think about it? Does it affect you or not? Uh, or just basically, is there anyone in your life who might be having feelings of loneliness? Can you help them out with this uh, information? And that's uh, Patrick Bet david If you want to hear more from him, uh, he has a YouTube channel, Valuetainment, and as I said, 6 million subscribers says it all. He's, he's kind of on a Joe Rogan level where they have great conversations with all kinds of people and educating us about all kinds of things. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. Take advantage of the deal of the day. Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com 
or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit ZeldaSpeaks.com. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. for joining me this morning. This is an important topic because as Patrick explained, the last three years of pandemic craziness is one of the reasons we have this epidemic because of putting us all on lockdown and uh, driving people more and more to their phones. So we are now in a period of transformation, waking up, transition, and so I'm here to help us get back on track. And I do, I'm doing a boot camp for peace uh, on a regular basis on my YouTube channel and Soul Purpose Healing on Sunday. We're going to get you back on track from the insane uh, lockdowns. And now we have to get uh, loosened up from our addiction to our phones. And so I'm an EFT practitioner, emotional freedom techniques. I've been doing tapping for about 25, 30 years now. So I want to just give you um, a tapping routine that you could use if you're feeling lonely or depressed. And this is not by any means a complete and absolutely thorough um, tapping uh, routine for you to overcome every loneliness thought. You're going to have to keep it going, keep it going, because you might drop into loneliness and depression again. I worked with someone um, in Germany a couple of weeks ago uh, with who was feeling depressed, suicidal, lonely, and all that. Uh, we did some tapping, and now I introduced him to the tapping app. There is actually an app you can download for free uh, from the Tapping Solution. So along with um, Patrick's suggestion for BetterHelp.com, sounds like a a fairly good therapy program, but it's going to cost you money. So if you can afford to pay that, BetterHelp.com, where they have a program that uh, outlines different process procedures to help you get through the depression and all that. But the Tapping Solution app is free. Just download it on your phone, and if you want to add things, you might have to pay. But the basic Tapping Solution app is free. So go there uh, today sometime and download that. And it's a help for you and you get into situations that cause you to freeze up emotionally or reduce your level of joy and happiness and, and peace. 
So let's just do a couple of rounds of tapping on depression, if that's what you're dealing with, or loneliness. Loneliness, that's our topic. We are healing this loneliness epidemic in America, and it's probably a worldwide thing. And after we do this tapping session, I'm going to um, introduce you to Sadhguru, my favorite Indian guru, who's going to also tell us how to overcome loneliness from his perspective as a medicine man, a beautiful soul that's here, shaman-type wisdom to give us to exercise um, our freedom in our body and mind connection. So if you are feeling lonely, depressed, suicidal, any of that, you can start by tapping on the side of your hand. If you've been um, with me, you know this part of your hand on where your small baby finger is is a meridian. There's a line of connection on this part of your hand that goes right to your small intestine, and your small intestine is a organ part of your system that digests and limit helps you eliminate what you don't need. So metaphysically, we're tapping into a system, a part of us, the small intestine, that is going to absorb what we need and let go of what we don't need. So we tap on here and say, even though I'm lonely, even though I'm depressed, whatever, I deeply love and accept myself. One of the things about EFT that we learn is that most people don't love themselves, and that's at the root of most emotional conflicts or problems. So tapping here with the statement or the problem, even though I'm lonely or depressed, I deeply love and accept myself. And sometimes people don't even want to say, I deeply love and accept myself. So what you can do is say, I'd like to deeply love and accept myself. That gets your body talk uh, revved up to say, well, at least I'm trying but if you can, just go ahead and spit it out. I deeply love and accept myself. So the next point is in between the eyebrows, this depression. You want to uh, activate the meridian that you're tapping about this depression. I'm letting go. Don't want this depression anymore. Side of the eyebrow, under the eye. Oh, I don't know where this depression came from. Use your own language about your depression. How did you start? What does it feel so uh, uh, de, de, um, de, uh, what? I feel so unnourished. I feel um, lazy. I feel tired. I'm so drained. I feel drained because of this depression. Oh, my goodness, this depression. We're just talking to the body. We're being honest at this point, tapping into these meridians on the face. Oh, I don't know what to do about this depression. On the chest, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling lonely. I want to cry sometimes. Go ahead and cry. Under the arm, I'm feeling so lonely. On top of the head, this loneliness has got to go. I really don't want it anymore. Then grab your wrist. Take a deep breath, deep breath in, deep breath in, and let go of the loneliness. When you exhale, you're metaphysically, you're spiritually saying, I'm letting go, letting go of this loneliness. Second round is take an uh, estimation of how high the score is on your loneliness. Are you at a, a two or three where it's a mild loneliness? Or are you at a 10 where you're stressed, so stressed and, and just out of balance and, and feeling anxiety and suicidal maybe? Is this at a 10? 
measure that when you start, and then as you tap, measure if it's going down enough. So possibly it's gone down, and you might start tapping about, well, I'm feeling a little better now. Uh, I'm I'm out of the past. I want to get out of the past. I think part of the reason I might be lonely, feeling lonely, is I'm thinking too much about the past, letting go of the past. I'm letting go of the worry about the future. It's not going to help me to worry about the future. Oh, thinking about my what I did in the past, it doesn't doesn't help me to do the worry about the past, regret. Ah, letting go of regrets. Remember, we're letting go, letting go, letting go of all the regrets. Letting go of the guilt, letting go of the worry. Just letting go, tapping into my body, letting go, letting go of all that tension and stress. Letting go of the loneliness and getting more into gratitude. So that's the second round. Grab your wrist. Take a deep breath, deep breath. Exhale. See where your numbers are in terms of strength, intensity. If they're going down, let's just go into gratitude. I'm so grateful that I'm taking this time to talk to my body about never do this type of work where they actually acknowledge their feelings, whatever they are, loneliness, depression, whatever. I'm going to break this cycle of loneliness by loving myself more. I think I can love myself more. Gratitude. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful I have friends or family, even if they may be few, I am so grateful for this life that I have now, gratitude. I'm going to express more gratitude in my life now. All right, so take, grab that wrist, take a deep breath, and exhale, and shalom, peace. Speak peace now to your body. Peace, 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 peace. Now, that's just three rounds you can do today, this morning. And if you need help, I'm on yourholisticlifecoach.com, and you can always contact me. And when I sit down with a client or a customer, we talk about the personal things they're going through, and help. I help you express when you're tapping your own feelings. What I just went through for you is just a general tapping session of expressing how you feel, but when when I'm sitting next to you or in front of you, I'll help you express your personal feelings about maybe your dog, your cat, your mom, your whoever, and let those things come out, tap into your meridian, and let it go, let it go, and begin or in, 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 uh, or include or continue the healing. Because healing the loneliness and the process aware, Patrick, that David has helped us with the statistics. We're aware now there is really statistics that show Gen Z, for instance, is 79% of Generation Z, the ones in their phones and social media, they're lonely. Who would have thought? But we can help them with better help, uh, with playing games. Let's get some, let's get start talking. That's the key is interaction with people went down the last three years, and interaction with the phone went up. That's what it's, Proof is everywhere. Where you go, people are in their phones instead of in your face talking, having a conversation. 
That's part of why we have this loneliness epidemic. So we want to turn that around, encouraging you go to the gym, start conversations, go places where you can meet people. And then now I want to bring in, uh, if you don't have any questions here in the studio or on Facebook, YouTube, we want to hear from Sadhguru. He's one of my favorite all-time gurus, uh, wise men. He's going to talk about um, how to overcome loneliness on another level that we can uh, talk about and share so that we have enough tools. When you leave the show today, you have enough tools to help yourself and help others who are feeling that they don't have enough interaction with people. That's usually the friends that I have, or if you, I don't have many, who say they're lonely, is that they don't interact with other people enough. So Sadhguru is going to have some wisdom about interacting with yourself. Why you're lonely has a lot to do with how you interact. So let me pull up uh, Sadhguru for you, and let's listen to more wisdom about how to overcome the loneliness. Most people cannot handle freedom. They are always trying to bind themselves but only talking, mouthing freedom all the time because freedom needs courage. Freedom needs a certain madness. They can capture me, they can torture me, they can do so many things, but they cannot invade me. Say all the boys must learn songs like this, otherwise you can't floor the girls. of belonging to somebody, being accepted by somebody, being loved by somebody. How should we deal with that discontent and loneliness? On one level, many questions are aimed towards, how can I be free from this and that? Another level, you are asking, how can I bind myself to something or somebody? You must decide, what is the highest value in your life, freedom or bondage? Please, I would like to hear that word, freedom. But if you are free, you feel lost. If, some, if you go into the mountains and you're totally free, that is nobody around, nothing around, you're just in the empty space of the mountains, you don't feel free, you think you're lost. So to handle freedom, it needs a certain clarity and strength. Most people cannot handle freedom. They are always trying to bind, my, bind themselves, but only talking, mouthing freedom all the time. If you really set them free, they will suffer immensely. So this is a evolutionary issue. In the sense, human beings are right now like this. A caged bird, if you keep a bird caged for a long period of time and then one day you took off the door of the cage, still the bird won't fly. From inside it will protest that it's not free, but it will not fly. Human condition is just that. For all other creatures, nature has drawn two lines within which they have to live and die and that's what they do. But only for human beings, there's only bottom line, there's no top line and that's what they're suffering. 
if their life was also fixed, like every other creature's life, they wouldn't be stressed, they wouldn't be anxious, they wouldn't be struggling how to handle their own intelligence. And that is what you're seeking unknowingly. You may seek it in the form of relationships, you may seek it in the form of profession, you may seek it in the form of, form of nationality, ethnicity, community. God, heaven, hell, all you're trying to do is draw an artificial line which does not exist because freedom needs courage. Freedom needs a certain madness. <laughs> if you're very sane, you cannot be free because you will go between the two lines of logic. To be free, it takes lot of strength that if you… First of all, what needs to happen if you want to be free is… Do you understand that all human experience has a chemical basis to it? Hello? What you call as joy is one kind of chemistry, misery is another kind of chemistry, stress is one kind of chemistry, anxiety another kind of chemistry, agony one kind of chemistry, ecstasy another kind of chemistry, at least ecstasy you know it's another kind of chemistry. I hear. <laughs> so, your experience of life has a chemical basis to it. This is the most superficial way of looking at it. There are other dimensions to it, but for your understanding. Or in other words, what you call as myself right now, you're a chemical soup. The question is only, are you a great soup or a lousy soup? Yes or no? Right now, if you have a chemistry of blissfulness, <laughs> if you close your eyes, it's fantastic, if you open your eyes, it's fantastic, if somebody is here, it's fantastic, nobody is here, it's very fantastic. Yes or no? But you have a lousy chemistry. If you look at them, if they smile at you, it's nice, not fantastic. If they look at you like this, suddenly it's a problem. If these people are happening just the way you want, your chemistry is reasonably balanced. If they do something that you don't like, boom, it goes somewhere else. So essentially, you have not looked at this mechanism, what is the basis of this, how it functions, how I can make it function at its highest level. Right now, let's say you really blissed out like me. Do you care who is around, who is not around? If they are around, it's fantastic. They're gone. Fantastic. Because your experience of life is no more determined by what you have and what you don't have, whether it's people or things or food or this or that, it is not determined by that. Once your way of being is not determined by anything outside of you, then there is no such thing as loneliness. But you will enjoy your aloneness because whether you like it or you don't like it, at this young age it's a little uh, difficult to understand this, whether you like it or you don't like it, within this body you're always alone, isn't it? Whether you do interaction or intercourse or whatever, 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 still you're alone in this body, yes or no? Hello? If you don't learn how to handle this aloneness, you have not learned anything about life. This is the most beautiful thing.
The most beautiful thing about life is, nobody can get here, it's just my space. Yes or no? Isn't this the most beautiful thing? Nobody can invade me. They can capture me, they can torture me, they can do so many things, but they cannot invade me because I have a space which is just my own. Isn't this the most wonderful aspect of your life? Don't suffer that, that is the most beautiful thing. Oh, but you want to pine little romantically and enjoy that, uh, what? What are those songs, huh? popular songs? Pining for somebody. Without you, I cannot exist. Most of the songs are that way now. Sing one song, huh? Older ones, older ones. I'm horrible at singing. Huh? I'm horrible at Just singing. Just tell me the words, I will sing. I think. Say it on the microphone. Hum tere bina rehe nahi sakte, tere bina kya vajud mera. You you saying it to me? Okay, okay, I got it. Sri Ram, that song, what are you saying? Hum tere bin ab reh nahi sakte, tere bina kya vajud mera. See, all the boys must learn songs like this, otherwise you can't floor the girls. But, the girl should understand, the guy has a need and he's doing this, it's not really true but let's enjoy the game right now. Because what we do is just a certain… it's a certain game, life is, because it comes to an end. But the important thing is how are you within yourself? If you are here in such a way that you are only driven by your needs, you will live a very meager life. But if you can sit here without any need, but you will do whatever is needed, then you will live a magnificent life. It's my wish and my blessing. Every one of you must have a fantastic life. Make it happen for yourself. from Sadhguru, what I heard was, how are you within yourself? In order to overcome loneliness, how to handle aloneness is about how are you doing within, not without. People who have a need to feel better, as he said, this is one big chemistry soup that our body is experiencing or living in. And Sadhguru in, is inspiring or encouraging us to think about how are you within, not without. Do you need somebody outside of you or something in, outside of you to make you happy? That is where the loneliness feeling will come in if you're constantly needing something outside and you don't have under a way to be content within. Many, many people that I've, I've, I've met in my life who have to have the drug out there, the food out there to be content, to feel comfortable. 
We are driven by things outside of ourselves to bring us contentment, love. Even as he was, he was trying to get the students to sing a song to demonstrate how, oh, I need you, baby. Uh, There's this song that my son was always playing about the cell phone. I I called you on my cell phone. It's all about the cell phone. I'm like, what? Who's singing a song like that? I need you on. I'm calling my cell phone. Why didn't you call me on my cell phone? Oh, why? And they sing on and on about the cell phone. And that's why where the problem is, that we are interacting more with our cell phone instead of ourselves. It's not even about interacting first with people outside of us, but how are you feeling within yourself is the issue to overcome loneliness, is developing a wonderful relationship with you, yourself, so that you're not driven by your needs for something out there. That's what I believe the message for Sadhguru is. And how does that register with you? So we're going to wrap up uh, this first hour of healing the loneliness epidemic. And the next hour, I want to touch on a global perspective of COVID because the propaganda is heating up in such a ridiculous way that we do need to touch on this. So at the risk of being on a strike, being struck and striked from YouTube, I'm going to share with you uh, some perspectives on COVID right now that are kind of a global perspective and how we need to respond, especially inside. So it's kind of a continuation of the loneliness needing something out there to go inside and ask yourself, how am I going to respond to the propaganda, the advertisement, and the constant uh, bombardment right now for you to need something outside of yourself to be well? That's kind of where we are on healing the loneliness. I got to have a man. I got to have a dog. I got to have food. I got to have this to feel better. And then if you don't get that, loneliness can kick in easily because how are you within yourself is the question uh, on how you're, if you're going to overcome loneliness, depression. How are you within yourself? And I love the way um, uh, Sadhguru brings out the idea of chemistry. We are one big soup of chemistry on the inside of this body temple, sacred temple. And depending on what kind of soup is cooking up in there, you could really feel depressed all day. You've been eating McDonald's hamburgers and and French fries and no uh, fermented sauerkraut and all that. Your army is dead. Your army's asleep. So you're going to feel depressed and lonely because the chemistry is way out of balance. So we want to help you today. Change the chemistry inside and see how you can improve any relationships maybe, number one, with yourself, but mainly um, changing the chemistry inside, whether it's mental, your thoughts, because your thoughts create a certain chemistry. And the food you eat create a certain chemistry, but most of your emotions, if you're always looking for someone to fulfill your needs, Chemistry is affected by that. Your adrenal glands are affected, your kidneys, all of that. So we got to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to hear um, from 
Queensland. I want to go to Australia today and let you hear what their health issues are in Australia. It's really interesting. And then we're going to listen to this new doctor that I met on. His name uh, is Dr. Vinay Rasad. Oh, my goodness. He blew my mind with his honesty and upfrontness. You're going to love him, I think, because he tells the truth like not many people do. So uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back after these messages. Turn up the volume. Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products, and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. morning for health and well-being. So our way of being, I think we can um, summarize the last hour, is our way of being 
is not an outside job. The way that we are being on this planet is not outside of us. It's inside. So we need to do the work inside to heal the loneliness that some of us may be feeling. It's about uh, maybe spending more time in nature and all the other suggestions out there. Lots of videos on how to overcome loneliness on YouTube if, if you don't want to do the tapping. But remember, it's an inside job to overcome loneliness. And then once you have that solid feeling of love inside of you and the chemistry has been changed, you won't feel the loneliness near as much or often. But this hour, let's talk about um, a global um, a global uh, um, propaganda campaign going on that we should be aware of because um, it's heating up everywhere. I'm getting on my phone and and uh, everywhere on YouTube. I'm seeing more and more video people are posting. But over, out down there, down in the land, down under, I thought this was interesting. It's a, a short um, commercial, really, uh, of what's going on in Australia that I think we should be aware of, and then I'm going to um, I'm going to help us see balance in this issue uh, so that we don't get sucked into the propaganda. Queensland Health has issued a plea to get up to date with COVID booster shots after a spike in hospitalisations. Claire Todd Hunter has the details. Low vaccine booster rates and a new sub-variant are being blamed for a rise in COVID cases. 154 people with the virus are in Queensland hospitals tonight, a number that's doubled in just two weeks and expected to keep rising. BA286, also known as Parola, is circulating in Queensland after evolving from an Omicron sub-variant, triggering a plea tonight from Queensland Health to get up to date with booster shots. Queenslanders over 65 and those with medical conditions that put them at higher risk are urged to get another vaccine dose if they haven't yet already had one in 2023, while anyone over the age of 75 is advised to get another booster if it's been more than six months since their last dose. All right, so uh, in Australia, they're really bringing out um, the sadness of how, uh-oh, my, my video might uh, have come, been taken down. Oh, uh, this guy is so powerful, they may have taken down his video, so I may only be able to play it for you instead of show you the video because I, I didn't know how he's getting away with this. But I'm going to play it at the risk of being on strike because he thoroughly covered the whole BS on this. And I just want you to take away from this today uh, how much propaganda is out, BS is out there that we have to resist now because as Queensland is talking about booster, 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 um, we have to be aware. Okay, no one wants the... Um, we have to be aware in our place, in our position of human mind, body, soul, of what we need. So I'm going to play the audio, and if I can find the, the YouTube, I'll play it. But 
here's the audio from Dr. Um, Vinay P. P. Rasad. No, the title is No One Wants the COVID-19 Booster. And he gives all the amazing reasons that we don't think about, but they're there. And the information we need to be filling our minds with as the propaganda heats up, adds heat up, and your neighbors and all these people say, we got the booster, 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 and we need to stop and think, wait a minute, let me listen to people like Dr. Dr. Vinay Rasad. Welcome back to the channel. Only 3% of Americans have gotten the new COVID-19 booster, which is a stinging indictment of this US FDA and the CDC director, Mandy Cohen. They're not doing a good job, and Americans know better than to participate in their annual COVID experiment, really, because they don't have randomized data. So let's talk about this. Why is the uptake so poor? Why did they fail the American people? I think they bit off more than they could chew. So this CDC director came forward with a recommendation that was absolutely bonkers, not in line with the rest of the world, which is that anyone six months and up should get the COVID-19 booster this fall. Didn't matter if you had COVID before. Didn't matter if you had COVID three times before. Doesn't matter how many doses you've gotten before. You need the fall booster. They literally pulled that directly from their ass. There's no evidence that that would be the case. And in fact, it really defies common sense and logic to think Just imagine a 20-year-old man who's had three doses and he's had COVID twice. You really think that he's going to get a further reduction in severe disease, hospitalization, and death from getting this annual booster? You really think that that's possible? His absolute risk of bad outcomes going forward are floored. They're literally as low as they can come. We don't even have reliable statistics because we don't even see ARDS from COVID-19 that often anymore. We have a statistic called hospitalization from COVID-19, but that often includes incidental hospitalization. In other words, you came in with a broken leg and we swabbed your nose, you happen to have COVID-19. Doesn't mean it's COVID-19 that sent you to the hospital. So we don't even know the absolute risks for such a young man. It's going to be super, super low because they've had him recover from COVID-19 a couple times. They've had a couple shots in the past. And they're telling you that the shot will make you better off. They have just no evidence for that. It doesn't even make sense. It's extremely unlikely. And European governments don't agree with them. I mean, we have Australia, we have Sweden, we have the United Kingdom. Nobody is aggressively pursuing vaccination in people of all ages, above six months and up, irrespective of health conditions. No one is aggressively pushing this vaccination in a 20-year-old man who is healthy and had COVID twice. No one is doing that except this CDC director and this administration. So let's talk about this. As a result, they've lost the trust of the American people. 3% uptake is absolutely poor. It reflects that the American people have no faith in the CDC, and they shouldn't, really. We've done a lot of work documenting the CDC errors during the pandemic. They should have no faith in the CDC. i got a lot of points to say here. Number one, the Biden administration does not pick the best people for the job. I mean, the people that they have put in charge, Ashish Jha, Mandy Cohen, they're just not the best people. They've never been known to be the best people in evidence-based medicine. They're never known to be the best people in drug regulation. They are people who are being picked because of political favoritism. They are loyal. Ashish Jha was picked because he was on cable TV. This has been covered in the news. And he's on cable TV praising this administration. He was receiving memos in advance of decisions made by the Biden administration, and then he would turn around and have op-eds right when the decision came out praising the administration. That kind of kissing up, ingratiating yourself to the administration is why he was picked. He wasn't picked because he's the most competent person for the job. Absolutely not. Peter Marks, I think, is not a great regulator. He 
basically presided over the resignations of Marion Gruber and Phil Krauss, who were concerned about an annual boosting policy with no evidence. That was the reason they resigned. They had been working at FDA vaccines branch for 30 years, and then he just rubber stamps all these approvals. The FDA is the only regulatory agency with the power to tell Pfizer, listen, it's great. You want to make money. And if you want to give an annual booster, it's real simple. Just run a randomized control trial showing you improved clinical outcomes. And you can do one in nursing home patients. You can do one in people over the age of 65. You can do one in people 18 to 65. And we'll give you the approval insofar as you prove that outcome. And that will put pressure on Pfizer to actually run these studies. I suspect they won't even run studies in 20-year-old men. They won't even run the study because the power calculation will be so gargantuan. They don't even have the power to find a benefit because the risks are so floored, which is telling, which means that they will concede that they don't even need to pursue that market share if you were to make them run randomized studies. But this administration doesn't. They're not doing that for a scientific reason. They're doing that for a political reason. I suspect the reason they're doing that is because they know there's some of their constituents who are COVID crazy. They are extremely concerned about COVID-19. We know those people probably are on the far left. They're probably the people who Biden wants in his base to be loyal. And the only way to keep them loyal is to give them the vaccine they want year after year, even for their children who probably don't need it anyway. So he's giving that as a political favor. That's my view of the situation. I don't understand any other reason why people would be so boneheaded and go against the guidance of European nations. But this is the big problem. You don't want politicians making these decisions because they often make these kinds of calculations. They don't ask the question, is this what's best for people? They ask the question, is this what's best for my political prospects? They always do that. It's the nature of politics. They justify it to themselves by saying, well, if my opponent came into office, it would be a lot worse for the people. But regardless, they're not making a strictly meritorious medical decision. In this case, they made an absolutely boneheaded decision by pursuing this broad policy. Last year, they got as high as 17%, which is piss poor. This year, they're at 3%, and I suspect they're going to stagnate there. I think I predicted previously online, 7 to 8% max uptake. Now, I think that that might be optimistic. I might have been an optimist. If people don't believe your recommendations, then you are a useless agency. You've lost all credibility. I personally have no credibility, no faith in the CDC at all. They are a complete failed agency. Any agency that says you ought to mask two-year-olds with a cloth mask except when they nap has to be full of people who are just grossly incompetent. I mean, you have to be tremendously stupid to think that that policy could have a benefit. You have to be catering to anxiety and irrationality rather than evidence. To simultaneously not run any randomized trials on these questions of masking speaks to their poor management to simultaneously come forward with this recommendation when all the European nations are doing something different speaks to, I think, audacity. It speaks to crony capitalism with the pharmaceutical industry. It just speaks to poor thinking. So having said all that, that they're doing a terrible job, I just want to also point out that they're going on TV and they're actively misleading the American people. They're selling this vaccine. And worst of all, they actually are trying to silence people who disagree with them. They're taking an absurd view that a 20-year-old who had COVID three times needs to get the vaccine. That's what Ashish Jha said on Good Morning America. Go see my prior video. He actually said that. They're taking an absurd view, and they're simultaneously trying to censor anybody who doesn't hold that absurd view. This is crazy. This is not science. You take mediocre scientists, you empower them by politicians, and then you curtail any scientific debate. It's a terrible situation. In addition to that, there's pieces of propaganda that continue to appear in the news. There was one in STAT that I want to talk a little bit about. This person says there are, what, seven or eight reasons why you should get the COVID-19 booster. Let's run through those reasons. Let's talk about that. I have a new Substack post on that topic. All right. 
First of all, this is not by a doctor, not by a medical doctor, it's by a PhD scientist, which will play a role. I mean, I have no objection to PhD scientists analyzing the evidence, but when you start talking about med making medical decisions and making prescription decisions, recommending medical products, there is something you gain by having actually ever done that in your life, and you lose that if you've never done that, and you'll see why this person gets it wrong. Number one, little downside. The author of this piece, Jennifer Dowds, a PhD scientist, claims there's little downside to getting the booster, but she doesn't know that. She's just making that up. She has no idea what the side effect profile of this booster is because we just don't have studies big enough to know that. If it's anything like the prior boosters, there's going to be some rate of myocarditis. Katie Scharf from Kaiser Permanente puts that rate from the first booster at 1 in 10,000 in the target age group of 12 to 24-year-old men, the highest age group. That's very high. Are you telling me a, a, a kid who's 20 right now had COVID twice has a 1 in 10,000 chance of being hospitalized this season from COVID? I highly doubt that that's the case. Add a couple more zeros to that number, maybe two or three more zeros to that number, but the risk of myocarditis, if it's consistent with prior boosters, is going to be orders of magnitude higher, which means not only is there a downside, there's a net harm to such a man. Next, let's just think about the downside to anybody, somebody who's not in the worst age group. If you get this booster, if it's anything like the prior boosters, you're going to miss a day of work. Some fraction of people, not 100%, but also not 0%. We all know a lot of people were in bed for a day. I was in bed for a day. I think day and a half. I think a lot of people were in bed for a day. All those days of life lost, being in bed with feeling ill after the booster, that's the debt you start. That's the downside. Now, is there any benefit that outweighs that? Are you avoiding getting COVID so much that you're saving more days on the back end? There's just no evidence that's the case. In fact, for most young age groups, I highly doubt that. I bet they lose way more days being sick from the shot than they would ever lose getting sick from COVID going forward. Because the COVID-19 going forward is not the COVID-19 of 2020. It's a different COVID-19. It has different risks. So you have to take that all into account. So when this author says there's little downside, I find it obnoxious as somebody who's never prescribed a medical product. Final point I'll make is there's always idiosyncratic events. Anytime you prescribe a medical product, somebody's going to have something very bad happen. Even if that person's one in 10 million or one in 100 million, there's always some risk of medical products. You need to be damn sure the benefits outweigh the risks before you get your prescription pad out. This person has no idea. Never written a prescription in the life PhD scientist. Have some humility to know that many of us have paid that price. We've prescribed things, and then we have seen rare idiosyncratic side effects, and that will leave a mark on you. So think twice before you start telling people the little downside. You have no clue of that statement. You have to run studies to make that statement. Second point, it's not obvious who is high risk. She argues that to mean that we should all get it because we don't know who's high risk. But I would argue the response, which is that we don't even know high risk is high risk. Paul Offit, who's 72 and already had COVID, he's not getting this fall booster. He makes vaccines for a living. And he's not getting the fall booster because he doesn't think he's at high risk. And he's 72. We don't know that old people are still at high risk of hospitalization and death from COVID-19 going forward. They may be at risk of having with COVID-19, but from COVID-19, we have no clue. So we don't even know it's justified in older people, let alone younger people. So her argument actually cuts the other way. It's more of a justification to run randomized trials, even in older age groups. She says, COVID-19 vaccines protect against getting COVID. I'm sorry if history is any, is any tutor here. The answer is no. Everyone who gets the vaccine, no matter how many doses you get, will eventually get COVID-19. It does not have a sustained benefit. And the benefit in most vaccine effectiveness studies post-hoc post is that there's a transient effect in getting the, avoiding the virus. There's a transient reduction in symptomatic SARS-CoV-2, but it regresses to baseline within months. 
And that's a study that has built-in biases because it's an observational study. If anything, it's going to be an upper-bound estimate, in my opinion. So do they protect you against getting COVID? Probably not. Probably in the long haul over any, any meaningful time frame, like one year, which would be a meaningful time frame. I bet people who get boosted and people don't get boosted have the exact same probability of getting COVID-19. She has no evidence to say otherwise. Number four, vaccination lowers the risk of long COVID. I'm sorry. There's just no good evidence of that claim. You're just making shit up. You need to pull randomized controlled trials to make, to make that claim. There is no pooled analysis of randomized trials. There are pooled analysis of observational studies. Those are flawed because people who don't get vaccinated are, surprise, surprise, different than people who do. There are studies that show people who get vaccinated are less likely to have car accidents than people who don't. The moment you see data like that, you have to think, boy, there's probably something else about those people who get vaccinated that's different than people who don't, than the vaccine. Because vaccines, last I checked, they don't keep you out of car accidents, and only an idiot would think that they do. Number five, she says fewer infections means less transmission. This is so dumb. I don't know why people keep saying this. If we boost 3% of the population, we're going to slow transmission. Even if you boost 100% of America, you're not going to slow transmission. And here's why. Here's why. There's 8 billion people in the world. COVID-19 is going to be running through those people for the rest of humanity. It's going to run through for 10,000 years. In those 8 billion people, no matter how good you get, you ain't going to vaccinate annually 7 billion of them. They're just never going to touch 7 billion of them. And they're just going to keep spreading the COVID-19. And the booster is a crappy booster that doesn't provide a durable immunity against getting COVID-19. And with all those things, poor uptake, lots of people still spreading it. To think that boosting a few people in one wealthy nation that has the money to give Pfizer a welfare handout will actually dampen transmission globally is like thinking when the forest fire is raging towards your log cabin that if I go on the yard and I dump a cup of water on the yard, I'm actually going to slow that forest fire. It's just as stupid as that. They have no sense or perspective to say such a thing. I think they haven't even thought about it for a split second when they just make things up to further their narrative. Number six, lots of people didn't get the last booster. So that's an argument to get the next booster. That's an argument that you're losing the trust of the American people. And the more you wed the flu shot to the booster, you're going to lose both. And the more you wed the childhood vaccine schedules of the booster to the COVID-19 shot, you're going to lose it all. You don't understand what it means when people are telling you that they're not going to do the nonsense you keep suggesting. You might want to reconsider your evidence. You might want to listen to the many scientists who disagree with you. In fact, 3% proves that even the doctors and scientists aren't doing it, for Christ's sake. Seven, kids <laughs> benefit from the vaccine, she claims. Oh, do they? She's literally made that up, I think. I would even go so far as to argue that I've never seen credible evidence that, the, that children under the age of 18 who are healthy even benefit from the first two doses. I've never seen evidence of that. In fact, most American children have gotten COVID-19 and recovered from COVID-19 without getting the vaccine, any doses. So I think... There is no evidence that kids benefit from the vaccine. Most, in fact, did not get the vaccine prior to getting COVID-19. The studies we have are uh, case control studies, which have huge flaws in them that I've detailed on my substack many times, et cetera, et cetera. It's just the cases and the controls are drawn from different populations, which is just the classic bias of case control studies. This is case control studies 101, which I think people are not aware of. Number eight, the cost-benefit makes sense. Okay, I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. Just talk about cost-benefit. You have to know benefit. You can't just make up benefit. She doesn't have that evidence. So, all right, this is an article in Stat, just terrible, almost propaganda level. The CDC director, egg on her face. I mean, when you don't pick the best scientists, you don't get the best scientific decisions. When you pick people who don't believe in generating evidence, you're not picking scientists, you're picking, picking political shills. 
the only thing that unites scientists is when there is a legitimate disagreement, which is, should we have the booster for everybody? A good scientist says, well, there are points on both sides, but let's think of the study that will settle it. That study is multiple randomized controlled trials. Could they be paid for? Hmm, Pfizer has a hundred billion reasons they can pay for those studies. Can we compel them to do it? Hmm, FDA has the legal and regulatory authority to compel them to do that. Should we compel them to do it? Absolutely. Anyone who thinks otherwise doesn't know the first thing about medicine. They don't know anything about medical history. They're just arrogant. It's easy for people to hear vaccine, 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 and just think vaccine good, vaccine good, vaccine good. And vaccines have been good. Some vaccines have been tremendous. However, all medical products... All medical products are different. We don't just say pills, good, pills, good. Some pills are great, and some pills are OxyContin. Okay, some pills are not so great. You have to think about the specific pill. Think about the reason. OxyContin is good in somebody who actually has a legitimate reason to have it, but it's not good if you just give it to every single person. Okay, so think of the reason, the indication, the particular pill, the level of evidence, the actual, actual risk going forward. You have to use your brain. You can't just think vaccine, good, vaccine, good. That is what, honestly... A dumb person thinks. But sadly, there are a lot of such people in biomedicine. They really regress back to these very simple heuristics. And the reason they do is that we just don't teach people how do you separate which vaccines are good and when and how do you do it. I hope that we're going to come forward with some really good reviews in the next probably five or six years working on this topic as a side research project, which I'm kind of interested in now. But you know, we don't teach doctors to do it. We certainly don't teach PhD scientists to think about it. It's easy to be a cheerleader. It's easy to think that, well, I'm a Democrat, so I should support the Democrats and all their Democrat ideas. But sometimes every political party, Republican or Democrat, sometimes people get things wrong, particularly when they come to science. Sometimes the right answer is to generate evidence. And then you can't help but con consider the fact that there is a perverse financial incentive where Ashish Jha is very likely to be doing consulting for some of these biopharmaceutical companies going forward. You take the FDA commissionership, like Scott Gottlieb got it, he was FDA commissioner, and then he left after a couple years to go beyond the board of director of Pfizer. This is called revolving door politics, okay? That's just what the FDA means. Most people who work at the FDA who leave the FDA go to work for biopharma. The reference to that is Jeff Bien and Vinay Prasad in the BMJ 2016. We published that paper a long time ago. We knew that this problem exists, and when you have that kind of incentive, of course, they're going to want to give more boosters to more people and get Pfizer more money, blah, 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 even if they're not consciously aware of that bias, okay? So, putting it all together, the booster policies are failed policy. The CDC director has no trust. Only 3% of the American people are even complying with her policy. I would love to see what percent of CDC employees have gotten the new booster. I'd love to see that because I bet that's going to be low too. Because I bet even the people at CDC aren't so stupid as to listen to CDC director on her brain-dead policy. Any organization like the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the CDC, that actually in the heat of the pandemic, they actually said, you need to put a two-year-old kid in a cloth mask. And that was enforced by federal law in Head Start, you know, two and three-year-olds and three four-year-olds in Head Start, in a cloth mask except for when they take a nap all in the same room on mats next to each other, in the same enclosed air. But other than that, they have to wear the cloth mask. And that policy was carried forth in lots of daycares. Anybody who ever said that is a total moron, and you should never trust such a moron, because you really have to be absolutely brain dead to ever think that that could possibly help. As a wise man told me, this is a guy with many doctorates, I said, quote, you don't need to know anything about evidence or medicine to know that that's not going to do anything. You just need eyes and to look, okay? And so that's the level we're talking about here. So when they come forward and say a 20-year-old guy who had three times COVID needs a booster, as Ashish Jha actually said on Good Morning America, you have to conclude that 
either he doesn't know anything, he's a total sellout. I mean, I don't know what the differential possibility is. He's completely incompetent, which would be difficult to reconcile with the fact that he has gone to good schools and people didn't point out that, hey, you're sticking your finger in an electrical outlet, you know, like he didn't do grossly incompetent things his whole life. Or he's totally selling out. I don't see a, the third possibility is he genuinely believes that he's right. I don't think, how, how could you believe that you're right? I mean, the risks are so low. The floor, I just, and every European nation is doing the opposite. I just can't believe that he could actually believe that. I, just, I find that difficult to swallow, that he actually believes that. I think it's a political calculation. Other than that, or he is actually as incompetent as the first possibility. I mean, it's one or the other. I don't know. If you know the answer, you leave it in the comments. You tell me, is it corruption? Is it incompetence? Is it selling, you know, where, where, or does he, is he, is he, really is it good faith he believes that a 20-year-old who had COVID three times needs a booster? Dr. Uh, Vinay P. Rashad, Rashad, I just I just had to play the whole thing at the risk of being having a strike against me on YouTube because he used a lot of information that they won't want to come out. But uh, I just I'm sure most of you in this audience that was there was nothing new in that video because most of you are very conscious and thankfully are not the morons he talked about <laughs> so often. I had to laugh throughout that video how true and bold and courageous this guy is. That's what we all need to be doing. Be bold and courageous if you want to see less suffering, less death, because we all know the agenda. So let me take a call before I take the last break. I have someone with their hand up. Don't want to miss you. If you have a comment or a question, 312-882, your mic is We are on your salon. And assalamu alaikum and grand rising to you, uh, Dr. V. This is Minister Plump, Robert Floyd Plump in Chicago, Illinois. And how are you today? I'm doing great. The weather in Florida is just perfect. I can't complain. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, well, you got that right, you know. And thank you so much for all that you do, and especially the female pollution to uh, uh, help the people. You see, and we are people helping people, and when I say that, I'm speaking about the Hale Washington Foundation also in Chicago, uh, including uh, the migrants. Uh, we are, uh, you know, uh, uh, helping people to preserve life, even to come from death back to life, like uh, uh, Yahshua, who most knows Jesus Christ, uh, he uh, uh, brought Lazarus back to, to life from death. So uh, this is very that, that's very important uh, topic that you got, and I also like to reflect on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. They uh, have all been from day one anti anti vaccine. Okay, uh, so just for the record, you know the world would know that you are not alone uh, in your uh, information, which is a key to success. And education is the best. And uh, we are uh, here in Chicago doing the best we can because uh, God wants us to do what is right in healing. So you are healing us in Chicago, America, and the world, even though you're in Florida, because uh, healing equals to 23. Even the female solution equals the 23. And that's something that we need because the world responds to need, greed, or curiosity. So uh, we got our next meeting for the Harold Washington Foundation coming up this Sunday at Lake Grove Village 
in Chicago, Lake Grove Village Apartments at 3515 South Cottage Grove. And then we're doing our music, Plump Music Productions, too, which is a part of healing. And we just thank you and thank God for you, Dr. V, and keep up the good work in doing uh, what you're doing. And we're going to keep on moving forward forever and backwards for never, never. And if right. anyone would like to get in touch with me, then uh, go to uh, Robert Plump uh, Facebook page or call me at 312-882-5935. Any questions you, you got you. for me, Dr. Z? No, thank you, my brother uh, Plump, because thank you for the reminder that music is one of the best tools for low healing loneliness. Don't just listen to sad songs, I want to be with you baby songs, I can't live without you baby songs. I, I listened to Yanni the other day. Uh, Yanni plays, he plays with orchestras, and he has kind of a mix of classical and jazz. And I got tingles just watching and listening to that music because when you're listening to music that has a symphony, uh, orchestra, it is resonating with your own body cells and organs. So if you listen to more classical and music, Yanni is just one of my favorites, and music of that sort, not doubt my baby got me crying in the blues and all that, you're going to pick up the vibration and the chemistry um, that Sadhguru was talking about. We are a soup of chemistry. That's the key to overcoming the loneliness is changing the soup within music from my, doc, my uh, brother, uh, Minister Plump, as he reminds us, is one of the best tools to do that. Let me go to another caller here, uh, 706-202. Brother Kwame Sunhorse is here in the studio. Thank you for joining us. Grand Rising, Sister Beata. I came in a little late, and I'm calling you from the stolen lands of the Muscogee Creek in Edenton, Georgia. Yeah, it is a beautiful day because here in Georgia, it's kind of overcast, but it's nice and, and still. And in this stillness, yeah. there is there is a communication because I went back to bed. I got up this morning and watched the sunrise, and there's a orchestra of crickets and tree frogs that, that there you soar. Go. And then as the sun's energy begins to rise, the birds at the top of the trees begin to sing and one stops yeah. and the other one continues. And so you have an orchestra in nature and we've lost our contact with nature. Even tomorrow right. there's a reboost that is going to happen with the uh, lunar eclipse. And that mm -hmm. in itself is giving energy from the, from the above to the earth and to all beings on this earth. And so we have to be mindful that we get what we need. We get what we need. We want to be something other than what the creator has created because nature deficit disorder is on the rampant because this is why you have this vaccination is because you put all of those people on top of each other in that type of environment that there is no space. And this is not the place that humans were were designed to be in, in these concrete jungles. And the forest is the first community. 
and we have to understand that there has to be balance, and and we're in an imbalance, and this imbalance is being substituted by uh, artificial intelligence from the divine intelligence. And this is the challenge that the human is having with himself in that they're attempting to alter what the creator created. And so we're going to get this type of, of challenge and being able to say that we're going to be able to give people shots where they can be on top of each other because why would you have a mouth and a nostrils to cover up and not breathe? Is because you're not in an environment that's conducive to you breathing that pollution. So that's the challenge right there in, in man's design and man's thinking of his mind to be greater than the creator. So it's it's time that we have to understand is that we have to keep balance. And there isn't too much balance in a in a city. You know, you have all the stuff you want, but it's not the balance of nature. Absolutely. So man makes a choice yeah. to be, you and know, I, in that environment. I love how you express the birds. The birds have a, their own, make their own symphony. There's an orchestra playing in nature. And Kwame is right there middle of this orchestra listening to the birds or even the sun is playing a rhythm of its own the clouds if you're paying attention in nature you can see hear feel the orchestra and the symphony in nature and that's part of healing the loneliness is that you're paying attention to the nature the creator's gift that we have been given to overcome anything whatsoever. And I as I said earlier, I was listening to Santita Jackson this morning. She came on my phone first thing at, at 7 o'clock this morning, and she's the director of Jesse Jackson. So she has a, like a two- or three-hour show every day. And she was talking about taking an airplane flight. She was listening to this doctor talking about, well, you got to wear a mask. The air is so dirty on those airplanes. The air is so dirty. If you're compromised in your health in any way, you have a lung problem, whatever, maybe you need a mask, but it's just lemon oil. I have been uh, using lemon oil for many, many years flying, and I've been flying for 40 years for free. So the mask is not the, the choice. That's not the option for us if you have consciousness. Use lemon oil. Put some of that lemon oil right under your nose. Just inhale it out the and you'll be fine. And drink lots of water, vitamin C. Take vitamin C with you. All those things are awesome. So, uh, let me go. Thank you, Brother Kwame, for that advice and wisdom. Let me go to um, five, seven seven three five three zero. Your mic is open. Seven seven three five zero. Check your mute button. Yes, yes, your mic. yes. Grand Rising. This is AMGP Scott calling in from New Mecca, Chicago, Province of Illinois. Just chiming in, like I do every well, day, just listening in, and um, just like to praise God for for you, Doctor V, and the team of Felice, and um, the whole female solution. Um, just chiming in, giving feedback on uh, uh, today's message of the, you know, the COVID. And um, as Brother uh, 
uh, Kwame has has you know put it out there, the balance of the artificial intelligence, and you know it really reflects on how powerful we are as a people. You know, for them to uh, uh, cover the nostrils and cover the mouth is like a form of suffocation as they uh, um, go through genetic engineering and genetic extermination of the people. And it lets you know that they are actually looking for something as the, uh, um, the video uh, w- w- was, was stating that um, COV is actually an identification strand. So it lets you know that they are it lets you know that they are um, looking for something. And you know the, the theory is that they are actually looking for uh, um, the Messiah. So it actually goes into, uh, uh, you know, the black messiah or whatnot. You know, they're going into um, looking into the bloodline to see, you know, uh, um, where is um, the so-called chosen um, seed, which is, once again, the so-called people uh, of Judah, uh, you know, the Israelites, the so-called 12 tribes or whatnot. So when you look at the COV, is actually COVID, so it's an identification strand that they are looking into the genetic DNA and genetic makeup of our people who represent, like uh, uh, um, Brother Kwame uh, Emmanuel was saying, um, it actually represents um, the artificial intelligence. We are the artificial intelligence that they are uh, mimicking. So they are actually mimicking our powerful DNA, our melatonin, they are actually, you know, the iPhones and things of that nature is a representation of us as a people. So, you know, praise God for, once again, the female solution for just reflecting on uh, uh, um, the the, uh, the unseen ignorance of our people to um, accept a, uh, a COVID uh, um, vaccine or whatnot, you know what I mean? So when you look at it and you see that they are suffocating the people as they genetically exterminate the race, uh, for all those who have ears to see, eyes to hear, and things of that nature, they should look into this and just, you know, question before we just uh, easily submit to what the current powers that be uh, are pushing for. So once again, we praise and thank God for the female solution for just, you know, feeding the mind and giving food for thoughts to the people to receive it. So, you know, once again, all those who have eyes to see it is to hear, take heed to the message, you know, of what they are actually doing, um, you know, to us um, as treating us as lab rats and so forth and so forth. So once again, just chiming in, this AMG Peace God calling in from New Mecca, province of Illinois. And um, once again, just chiming in on the female solution. And thank you for having me on the platform. And continue to do the great work, always listening in and always receiving the many solutions that you that you women are out there providing. So thank you for that once again. And I encourage all those to take heed and don't just easily uh, um, submit and uh, receive what the current administration is giving. Because it's definitely yeah. a, a plan for... Uh, 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 depopulation agenda. So praise God for that. Thank you. And we appreciate you, brother. Thank us, United Spirits, United Souls, coming together to share our knowledge, wisdom, and teach and learn more about this journey that we're on. And I totally agree with the brothers this morning, uh, especially AMG and, and Brother Kwame and, and Master Plump, 
And and as Dr. Benet said, you need to look at the FDA and all these other people as morons. He has other words to describe them, but he laid it out perfectly as how we need to view these people who are, have been put in authority and who have abused, totally abused their power. One more caller here before we leave. We've got 312, I think, 53. Your mic is open. You've got about a minute before we say adios. Good. And I'm not going to say good morning because I no longer want to say good morning to anybody. I want to say grand rising. Grand rising female right. solutions and the female solution listeners. All right. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Who is this? This is Coley Royce Magic. I am out of Chicago. I am the okay. new and proud board member of the Herald the Harold Washington Foundation. And I was given right. this blessed I was given this blessed number beloved by um Minister Plump, Minister Robert uh Floyd Cole Plump. That is my uncle out here in Chicago and um I just wanna well, say thank him and thank you. All right. Uh, thank so us. I, I did I'm not sure how your your normal your uh, platform normally goes. I'm actually a uh, retired, but now I am coming back to the land of the listening uh, radio host myself. And um, you know, I, I I I we don't have much time, but I will definitely call back into Female Solutions. It's interesting because Female Solutions has a male counterpart, and that male counterpart is Magic. Solutions, and I am the CEO of Magic Solutions, and it's very interesting, God's work, and how everything is in its divine order. We've come to the end of our so, today. as you hear my voice you now, my sister, in the archives at I want to tell you that um, I, I, I love it, Thee, and we have a lot of work to do because the enemy is busy, but we are even busier. Yeah. That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, thank you, too. And I, and I want to leave this food for thought for everybody real quick. Why, my people, have they placed these migrants in neighborhoods less fortunate than our white brothers and sisters where they have many more resources? And I am out for the last two weeks, my dear people. Helping out our migrants and our homeless out here in Chicago. And I have yet seen a congressman, an alderman, a paperman, or anything else out there helping out these migrants. I've seen a few people in the community, and I thank God for them. And we are collecting each other's thoughts, getting out there, and we are going to attack and help out these people. But why have they sent these people in our neighborhoods? Well, that's because they need us to come together and show them that they are not going to do as they have planned. It is backfiring. We are partnering up and joining with our brothers and sisters, black and brown all over the world, because we outnumber them 11 to 1. But we will get more into that on the next Female Solutions. And my dear sister, we love thee, and we tell your listeners to be humble, be honorable, and go and be of love. And once again, right. this is Coley Royce.
thank you, Brother Colby Vestness. We've come to the end of our show. My grandson has showed up to remind me it's his time now. Say hi to Zelda, Auntie Zelda. Hi. Auntie Zelda. We're going to play our farewell uh, greeting, thank you ending now. And so, We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives being planted in the United States. Look that up and watch my video I made yesterday on my YouTube channel, uh, Boot Camp for Peace. Baby Boomers Need Forgiveness. Basically the name of it, but um, my partner and I did it. So everybody have a good weekend. It's beautiful weather. www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimalatif.com. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Cheche, India, Nanyaba, Japan, Malingato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba. Germany. Thank you. Danke. Germany. Poland. Donke. John Kujun. Don Merci. Merci beaucoup. Gracias. Italy. Gracias. Grazie. Grazie. Shukran. Ghana. San. Medassi. Nigeria. Eshe. South Africa. Niabonga. Niabonga. Jared. Asante. Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Shukran, Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa alaikum, and to all my friends out there, Namaste and Shadam and Aloha to all my Hawaii. Brothers and sisters, stand strong in Lahaina. We can overcome. We can do this. Have a beautiful day. Shalom. Ramon, I could get your keys. Did you know that? Look, I could.